Hey y'all, this is Amuck, Madam Hexa, and Caitlin Case, and this is Trouble Comes in Three. This podcast discusses scandalous topics like communication and sexual health, along with kink, leather, and ethical non-monogamy. If you're under 18, please leave us and check out scarletteen.com. For those over 18, welcome and let's get naughty. So, what is tonight's topic? Tonight we are talking about negotiations and vetting play partners. Awesome. All fun topics. (laughs) The important ones, too. And it's good to start thinking about that no matter where you are in your journey because it's something that you'll do over and over again throughout your life. It affects more than just your kinky side, Mm -hmm. though our discussion will probably primarily be be around that but mm-hmm. negotiation skills are so useful no across the yet. board yeah uh, and everyone is constantly negotiating even if they don't realize it so i think this topic is going to be a lot of fun to get into yeah so i think we'll like you said focus primarily on the the play aspect of negotiation for this episode and uh, how to find partners safely how to figure out who is and is not a good person to play with um, that or even just like whose play style doesn't fit your yeah. style because yeah. that's a big one yeah, too that was a big thing. Uh, we'll share our tips, tricks and horror stories so <laughs> you can learn from our mistakes yes. you don't have to make the exact same ones that's silly yes. let us do the hard work for you because <laughs> it's already done oh, Lord, yeah. we've already hit these landmines so we can help you avoid them in the future yes. so shall I begin? I, I would love that I would love that <laughs> perfect <laughs> So let me think about this. So when I am negotiating with somebody that I've never played with before, or I'm just meeting kind of, I usually don't, I'll preface and say, I don't normally play with people I've just met. Mm-hmm. That's a personal preference of mine. I don't know you. I typically play pretty hard and I need to know someone a little bit before I can. Jason <laughs> <laughs> and I are like fitting ourselves. <laughs> before I'm going to uh, subject either of us to that, I, I like to know them a little bit. If it comes to bottoming, I actually have a, um, an online uh, form or template I have people fill out. It's several pages. It talks about different fetishes, physical, emotional triggers and limitations. It talks about you know things that you've tried. So I can get kind of a broad idea of where you're at. And then from there, I start the negotiations. I think it's important um, since oftentimes when I'm playing with someone new, I am the more experienced player. I feel like a lot of the responsibility falls on me then, mm-hmm. you know, especially someone who's brand new. They have no idea what to ask for. They have no idea what to, to uh, say no to in advance. They yeah. have no idea really what their limits are. So I usually take it upon myself to be like, I do an opt-in list for new people. I say X, Y, and Z might happen can happen but anything not included in the list not gonna happen inclusive versus exclusive negotiations there you go yeah yeah <laughs> can you explain There's the my... difference between those two yeah absolutely so um a lot of people when they first think about negotiations or like are looking online they automatically go to well i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this that's great but you're never going to be able to think of all of the things you do not want mm-hmm. to happen especially as someone new coming in that and you can think you want to try something but once not. it comes to reality, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, hard no, don't want to do that. Um, and so 
inclusive negotiation is the opposite of that. Instead of like listing off the things they can't do to where someone could be like, well, you didn't say I couldn't do this, so that means I can. You're saying what they can do and anything that isn't included in those hard yeses, these are the things I want done right now, isn't on the table for that play session. It leaves yep. it open um, for the thing. My big thing is always leave someone wanting more um, rather than taking it too far and make them not want anything ever again. Yeah, because as a top, if I cross a line I didn't know was there, it's very upsetting. It's oh, damaging for sure. also for the top. I mean, you know, most tops, I think. Yeah. You know, there are always exceptions. But, you know, if I cause harm mm-hmm. instead of, you know, hurting is one thing. You were masochist, you want me to hurt you, fine. But if I cause harm, which is like a damage of a different kind, that hurts me too, you know? And oh, yeah. I didn't sign up to get hurt at all this. And I think that a lot of people, when they come into the community, they, you know, they go to their first bar night or mm-hmm. they go to their first dungeon. The ones that show up, they don't know what they're negotiating for Mm -hmm. they do that exclusive negotiation they jump in because you know kid in the candy store like all of the things the (laughs) things all of the fantasies are there all of the equipment like all the stuff i have access to i'll never have it again they haven't you know they they don't have the negotiation skills they don't have the knowledge to go into it knowing what to expect what are the risks what type of play Mm -hmm. has what kind of risks what's edge play what's not that's a big thing those are the people who have a bad experience and because they don't also know how to handle it on the other side never come back to the community yeah yeah they they're the ones that come out they have one scene it doesn't go the way that they thought the movie scene in their head of their first kink experience was gonna go whether it was like too much or not enough even because it can be hard to sometimes figure out like what you want to go for and almost just be like okay, well, I just want to do this and then nothing else. And then you're like, well, that wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be, so obviously this isn't for me. It's like for those people that say, oh, I don't have any limits. Ugh. I say you're lacking I, a lot of imagination. Whew. Yeah, you know? And I, there's always that classic line, oh, well, can I shave your head? Oh, no. Well, then you have a limit. Yeah. You know? And it, I know it's, it's a silly you're example, so nice. but it's like, a good, yeah. it's a good I'm shot thinking tactic. like broken bones. Oh, I tell, I'm like, like, oh, so I, how many digits do I need to leave when I'm done? Right. Like, I'll right. just start amputating things. Right. That's, yeah. No, but, and most people, but the classic line is, can I shave your head? That's what yeah. most people will use. It's kind of like the red light, green light. Everyone uses that as a measure of mm-hmm. yes or no. Yes. Everyone says, can I shave your head? And honestly, I've had people say yes. So, yeah. you know, you have to go to the extreme. But it's just about getting you to think. Because I've also had people about to kind of break your fingers. They're like, all right, but only on the left hand. Because they're <laughs> right-handed. So, yeah. you know, really, whatever example you come up with, somebody out there is going to be like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. do that. Um, but the idea is to get people thinking, like you said, For to sure. think about let's think what we do want to do be less than what we don't because you can't possibly think of everything you yeah. don't want to do. That and like with the whole like no limits thing, everyone inherently has limits of some sort, um, whether it's even just like the common sense things that they don't think they have to explicitly say like, oh, I won't play with anyone underage or I won't do anything illegal mm-hmm. that could get me arrested, different things like that. Like. There are going to be people who might partake in those things, yeah, yeah. but a lot of people have those as inherent limits. Like, I would never think of doing that. And I think sometimes the... So, I practice risk-aware consensual kink, right. or Me rack, too. Um, Which kind of grew out of the safe, sane, consensual, but mm-hmm. what I do is not necessarily sane or safe. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, I like rack or um, risk. Yeah, uh, or prick. Or prick. All sorts of them. So, um... Rash is uh, risk-aware shit happens. Yeah. And then prick is personal responsibility in consensual kink. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're all acronyms that basically revolve around 
having knowledge of what you're getting yourself into going into something educated. Right. Yeah. Because the things we do are risky. Inherently. Right. And I think that's one of the things. And it's silly to pretend that it's not, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, something that comes up a lot of times when I do rope negotiations is marks. Yes. They think, you know, they might be concerned about certain types of stuff happening, but they don't think about the bruising, bruising which can happen. Welting. You know, the pretty discoloration rope. that can happen. That they're not super extreme. They're not nerve damage, things like that. But it's but noticeable. Those are noticeable. Yeah, and yeah. if you're doing a tie on someone and their uniform for work has short sleeves and they have rope marks on their arms, little it the could, little yeah, it could put yeah. Their, yeah. That's a problem. So you have to... Those are things that people who are like, oh, no, I have no limits at all, don't really grasp what the... It's not just about what I'm going to do to you. It's the aftermath, yeah. It's what comes from that. Hey, that's basically my first rope experience. We're talking... You remember talking about those horror stories? Uh, It wasn't necessarily a horror story. I actually love... It was like one of my favorite scenes, but I was that new kid. Like my first time going to the dungeon, I finally went... Um, the dungeon at the time was a bit of an older crowd. And so there was one other girl there who was relatively my age and she kind of took me under her wing. She's like, you know, it's fine. Like, come sit with us. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, whatever. And I'm not really one to, uh, I also like wasn't, it was my first like in-person event. I've okay, never had yeah. to go through vetting someone in person. So went a lot better than it could have for the first time going to the dungeon, oh, meet this awesome girl. And she's like, you want me to tie you up? I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, can I hurt you? I was like, yeah, sure. So my first experience out in public mm-hmm. with another person that I didn't know was torture bondage, which is really, really fucking painful ties. That is really on brand for you, though, is it, though? Is it? I mean, yes. <laughs> on brand but, now. Yeah, like, yeah. Not but, on like, brand when she was 18. <laughs> no, but that and, like, now even, like, I don't really play with people I haven't vetted or spent a lot of time with. Um, not because of that experience. Like, that was an overall great experience. But she's like, well, can I hurt you? I was like, yeah. She's like, can I leave marks? I was like... Yeah, like, whatever. I was like, it's it's rope. And I was like, you're doing it on your legs. It's fine. Um, but I didn't think about, like, the abrasions because we were using coconut rope, which mm. is really scratchy and can cut you. I actually still, I think I still have a strain of that because I ended up bleeding on it. Oh. <laughs> and so it's mine now because it's, it's blood bonded to yeah. me. I uh, know. I was like, mm. Um, but I went to, my grandmother was in town. And so the next day, or my great-grandma, next day I went to a thing and I was wearing shorts because it's Florida. Right. Like, it's hot as fuck. Yeah. And so I was, like, wearing shorts and she's like, honey, did you, like, fall in, like, a bramble, like, bramble patch or something? I was like, yes. Yes. That's <laughs> exactly that, what I did grandmother. with these clearly distinct, oh, I love my fucking great grandma. I'm pretty sure she knew exactly what it was and was like, this little bitch right here. But that's something to be aware of. And she did her part in informing me that this was going to leave marks. And I was like, yeah, no, fine, whatever. I didn't take the time to think about what do I have scheduled tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Other repercussions like yeah. that. So, And it's something, those things are really important for both sides yeah. of yeah. a scene. So the top or the dominant should definitely know that stuff about what they're doing. Yeah, like, for sure. That's kind you of important. You shouldn't do this thing if you don't know, if you don't know. about oh, this yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but it's just as, they and they should be informing, especially when they're working with somebody new. Yes. They should, you know, share that information. But just as importantly, as a bottom, we also need to know mm-hmm. what those things are. As you gain experience, you'll learn how your body reacts to different things. Yeah. And that stuff it's is also stuff that. that we need to share yes. with 
the top in the scene yes. because they might not be comfortable like doing today, the thing. When I'm in great pain, I become nonverbal. And if I've asked you to give me a verbal cue and you know you can't do that to me, we're going to have problems when you're in actual trouble during a scene because I have no way to communicate It's with like you. you read my negotiation form for you or something. Oh, ah, because you <laughs> filled out the form and I read it. Oh, God, imagine that. Um, yeah, I had a situation with the guys recently. So in my dynamic that I'm currently in, we didn't see for the first three years together. Mm-hmm. We very service oriented everything. So yeah. we didn't do like actual play scenes. Um, we had our, it was I think our second scene. We were doing needles mm-hmm. and I love needles. I needed, it's been a very long time since I had very like harsh, mean Right. Very sadistic play. I really needed it to like process some emotion stuff. So we start and I had told them when I process pain, one, I giggle like a mm-hmm. fiend, which is hilarious. Because that's my initial like response to shitty pain is giggle I massive. To giggle. Oh boy too. Your yeah, boy too. His nervous laughter cracks me up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then my hand twitches. Mm-hmm. Like it shakes. Kind of like very extreme jazz hands for those at home <laughs> who can't say that. <laughs> um, but that's that's me, like, processing the pain. It's not a signal to stop or anything. I got you. It's the, like, I need to breathe for a second. So we're doing it, and they're doing the needles on my hip. And they're running, like, down the side of my hip. And I started, like, I was just getting to that crust of, like, the endorphins start to hit and everything. And I, my hand starts doing this. Should and apparently, Sir thought that that stop, meant stop, that stop, I was stop. getting, that I was getting, to, like, too push, far. Too far. Mm. So he stopped. You're like, no! And I, the space we were in, we were in a space that I couldn't drop completely into headspace or anything uh, because there was a lot of non-community people around. Yeah. Um, Shared spaces. It was a shared space. to get deep on. Yeah. And so I thought that they had, because I had my eyes closed while I was doing it, to try to block out all of the rest of the humans. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there were people watching and I was, they were doing demos part kind of half demo not have not so I thought that that's why we stopped and he's like no you were you know you were your hand was touching and I was like oh no no no." so like even though we had it negotiated Mm -hmm. there needed to be clarification on the negotiation which is we found out this is more like a uh it's a comma, not a semicolon in a right, scene. Right, right. Yeah. Like it's not I need a period. This is a, not. This is, this is I don't need you to stop or change. I just like that's My that's gosh. the like I'm starting to get that endorphin rush, mm-hmm. giggle, hand twitchy thing. Uh, but that was something that we right. you know had to negotiate again. What about yeah. mid scene negotiations? Will you renegotiate mid scene? I will take things away mid scene. I will never add something mid scene. I so. think it's real. It's really rough to do that. Yeah. Um, I have, but it's only been with partners who not only I trusted a lot, but I have frequently played with Mm -hmm. and had very explicit rules regarding how we can add things Mm -hmm. mid-scene. The vast majority of the time, especially because I do do pickup play sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, I won't, I will never do it with pickup play. Leave them wanting more. Also, even beyond that, if somebody's like, oh, well, let's go ahead and, like, pull that other toy in, that's great. However, once you start the scene, especially, like, on both sides, there's endorphins, there are, there's the energy that, 
it's easy to get lost in things. Mm-hmm. You and don't you, feel pain the same way anymore. Right. You're not thinking clearly either. No. Yeah. The thing, you know, you're not thinking clearly. No, I will not renegotiate no. during a scene. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I have seen people do it. Um, I don't. I have kind of like a hand signals I typically use. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you give me two finger salute, that means I'm not done, but it's kind of like my, we're getting to a limit. Like if I, like say I'm over, if I'm caning you mm-hmm. and it's getting to a point where either the intensity or the, the frequency is too much. Because you're really good at hitting the same fucking spot. I've got spot. great aim. It's fabulous. Um, but you know, two finger salute is my cue to be like, all right, now I'm going to taper you down a little bit and then bring you back up again. Mm-hmm. Because if I push you too far now, I might push you to a point where you're like, I need to stop the scene. And I'm someone that if you call on me, that's it. I'm done. Game over. Yeah. Scene yeah. is done. I don't care if you want to start up again later. For me, it's finished because mm-hmm. now I need a break because it snaps me out of a state yep. as well. And I let people know that as well from the beginning. That's, if you're going to give me the fist, which is my signal for stop, mm-hmm. then... The scene is over, and that's yeah. not a bad thing, right? I, I'm but, not angry. I don't know, but I that my brain has now switched over to the sadistic top to the responsible player that needs to get this individual where they need to go because obviously yeah. they need something. And yeah. so, like that brings up a really key point for negotiations. Um, like on safe, like people practice with the different safe words. A lot of clubs will use the stoplight system: yeah. green, go; yellow means slow down or change up; red means stop. Um, mayday means need help now, like absolutely lights on, DMs are running your way. But um, hand signals especially because I do hand signals as well because when I start to get into space, I do go nonverbal. But my thing is my processy pain, instead of slapping hands, I fist my hands. It's mm-hmm. like that's something that would need to be clarified because I'm going to be sitting there processing pain. She's going to be like, oh, stop, scene's done. I'm like, what? Right, no. And right. so like it's very – start talking about like not only what types of play but like how are you going to call a scene? How are you going to do check-ins? Um, cause some people like hate, like it'll break them out headspace. But you'd be like, "Hey, you doing my okay?" My my baby girl hates my check in on her. It's like, oh, I'm doing fun. Keep hitting me. Well, Stop being because then she feels like she she owes me an answer now, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be one of those breathy like, "Good ma'am, keep going." It's gonna be like, "I'm good." Like, cause yeah. now she's asking, and it's like, yeah. "Well, it's not fun for either of us now." So I've learned just not to check in with her. I know when she's had enough, she's gonna put her two fingers up, and that's how I'm gonna gauge with her. Yeah. But if I keep asking her, it's just it's just not gonna be the same. She's never gonna get to that sinky feeling that. And you there's want. a lot of ways to communicate yeah. non-verbally mm-hmm. when you're playing. Um, now that we've like talked about a whole, let's go back to the beginning ah, and yes. talk about what do we include in our negotiations. So for me personally, I include um, what type of play I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, I include my dislike in toys because I do practice inclusive negotiation. But there are things I will outright say like absolutely not to because people have different interpretations right. of what a toy can be. Like defining a paddle. Yeah, apparently. like defining a paddle. Because um, there's some variation on what a fucking paddle is. Um, it was. It was. <laughs> But um, that, and I'm really a fan of, like, uh, like for the form that you have, Madam Hexa, is uh, I refer to them as, like, yes, no, maybes yeah. that you fill out. Um, it's super easy to Google. You can just, like, Google, like, yes, no, maybe kink sheet. And it brings up this whole array of, like, lists of different fetishes and stuff. Some of them will have definitions. Some won't. Um, but it gets you thinking of, like, do I want to try this? Have I tried this? Do I not like this? Do I really like this? And different things like that that give a starting point of things to talk about. They're not necessarily the end-all, be-all. Just because we circled five on 
fisting doesn't mean that you need to go straight for it and a thing. It's a right. starting point for the negotiation to get you thinking. Yeah. And with those types of sheets also, I think it's really important that just because I said five for fisting, which by the way, I'm a five for fisting. <laughs> I am a, I don't know. <laughs> I, I love to be a hand puppet. Um, however, that doesn't necessarily mean that every partner I play with, and it, I'm going to be the reality. It means the vast majority of the people that I play with are not going to be my puppet masters. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to get fisted by a, you know, right. You can, you can enjoy something, but also enjoy it selectively with a particular yeah. person. Yes. Yeah. The paddle situation is a prime example of that. Yeah. I am not a huge Previously, fucking love, fucking love paddles and canes. I? Previously, I was not a huge fan of paddles because I'd had some not negative experiences as a child, but actually negative experiences in the community. I had a previous partner who did violate consent regarding paddles, left a really bad taste in mm-hmm. my mouth, sure, like yeah. the kind where I want to like rip people's genitalia off and shove it down the throat kind yeah. of situation. Uh, it was not pleasant, but in the future which is now, I found that certain types of paddles I do enjoy quite a bit when swung by individuals, by different individuals. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm still, you know what, for the vast majority of people, if I was going to bottom for somebody outside of my family, it's probably still going to be a no because I don't know you, whatever. But if my sir wants to use a paddle on me, I'm in. Right. But that's taken time and negotiation. There's a relationship part yeah. there as well that's different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's a difference between well, scening with someone you're in a dynamic with and someone you're just either pick up play or someone you're yeah. just play partners with as well, I think. That and for me, um, gender actually has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, okay. a because like for me, there are a lot of things that are on my hard limit list. But I learned that if I'm playing with a female identifying partner, there are a lot more things I'm open to. You like um, those sexy bitches, huh? I do. Well, like, so hair pulling's one for me. Like, I've had my hair pulled very hard. Ooh. Oh, no, the champagne. <laughs> the champagne, the champagne. You didn't spill any I did not spill <laughs> on the electronic show. Okay. Um, but I, like, I've had... Like that enthusiastic pull. I like that a lot. I've had uh, male partners mm. pull my hair in a non-consensual way, in a way that I really hated. And right. so it's always been a limit, and it's something... Where, like, with my partner now, we've been together for so long that, like, he can pull my hair because it's something he's he enjoys and right. it's moved to a soft limit for him. Like, if he feels like he wants to push that limit, that's something that in our negotiations I've allowed. Right. But let a f- woman or a female identifying person grab my hair and, who I just want to drag her across on. the floor right now. <laughs> just grab her I and mean, drag her. If you hear a thud, don't worry. It's consensual. <laughs> I've agreed to this. I've negotiated. We just negotiated. <laughs> um... But yeah, so there are a lot of things that can come into it, and you'll find that out with time. Um, I always err on the side of caution, especially when starting out with, whether it be with someone new or starting out with negotiations in general, because you can always add more. You can never take away a bad experience. Yeah, that's true. And even if you have the, I will say, even if you have like the most intense negotiation and like you spend hours and hours and hours doing it. Shiza Pasiet. Shit's going to happen. Shit happens. So you're not going to be able to prevent Every single thing. What we do, for a lot of us, what we do... management. Yes, risky. And that's the sexy part. We're doing something a little naughty. We're doing something dangerous. That adds to the arousal. Yeah. Even if we negotiate all the way through all of those things, Mm -hmm. something could still happen. And that's where the risk profile comes into play. Like, there are going to be things that I accept that something horrible could happen. Uh, Suspension. 
I could have nerve damage if one of the ropes slips. Um, I've had, I've had, yeah, I've had um, nerve damage from metal cuffs being left on, things like that. Um, Those are something I'm aware of can and probably at some point will happen. Just because the danger enough, of rope, yeah, if do it enough, something um, will happen to it's, yeah. it's more of a when, not if. Yeah, yeah. And so those are things that I've accepted fully. I'm okay with that. I don't want it to happen, but if it happens, it's not going to be the end of the world for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be upset about it. And so that's part of my risk profile. There are things that are not in my risk profile. Um, hold on. <laughs> I have to think. <laughs> There's not a lot that's not uh, well, in my you, risk profile. You think about yeah. that. And we'll, we'll talk about uh, something that I think a lot of people, especially new people, will be interested in. How do you find play partners? Mm. Where do you go? Who do you talk to? How do you go about finding someone to start these negotiations with we can tell you how to negotiate but if you haven't found someone to do it with Mm -hmm. you're just masturbating which is fine but might not be what you're looking for great so uh for me what i normally tell people is there are websites out there that you can't there's a plethora of them that you can go and meet people Mm. um which is great there are lots of people that that kind of online interaction gets them off Mm -hmm. right I want in person. I want to be able to touch and feel and do the things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I recommend checking out Munches in their area. If What's they a Munch? So a Munch is a community gathering. Uh, it's not like a dungeon or a play party where there's actually going to be sexy fun times happening very obviously. Um, it generally happens at like a coffee shop or a bar yeah, or a restaurant. Fun. And it's just a get-together. People yep. get together. They chat, hang no out. Pressure. There's low pressure. You get to meet people in a vanilla-esque setting. More relaxed. More relaxed. More relaxed. less yeah. pressure. Setting. People are not necessarily like... I mean, there's me, but I'm always done up. But <laughs> ne- necessarily like in the full... Like if you're looking to play with Dominatrix, for example... Maybe you're not ready to see her in her full regalia. Maybe you get to see her in a cute dress and some high heels. And you're like, oh, underneath that... She's a human being and I can have these conversations. And then when I see her in goddess mode, I'm, I'll be ready to accept that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also discussion groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in Tampa, we're really, really lucky. We oh, have yeah. a lot, plethora yeah. of discussion groups and munches all around the area. Munches will be more casual, get together, meet, hang out, grab mm-hmm. a cup of coffee. A discussion no group. Agenda, will, no, there's of, no yeah. agenda. There's no agenda. It's just, hey, a bunch of kinky people are showing up at... This bar. IHOP. Right. Yeah. Or, do you PJ know. PJ party at IHOP. That was fun. We did have a PJ party at IHOP <laughs> one time. That was fun. It was the only D-type in a onesie and I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you looked fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then there's discussion groups where there's a little more structure to it. Everyone's coming together to discuss a topic. Gotcha. Uh, I'm involved in a women's leather group. Where it's we always get... on th- I'm always working those days. So. Oh, yeah. It's always a Friday. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. yeah, you have the women's leather group. I run uh, the submissives round table, which is an S type identifying one. I do mass, so, which is master slaves together, working together, master slave working together. Master and slave together, yeah. yeah. Uh, and those tend to have like a focused discussion point that yeah. everyone's kind of conversing. Those are really good. I know there's also like there's specific meetup group discussion groups for like puppies and littles mm-hmm. and poly groups. A B D L the poly yeah. groups. Um, so if you kind of already know which direction, those can be good because you're meeting other people who have a similar type of kink. And you. those, those tend to not, not always, but tend to be more of a two or one focused discussion, depending on the one you're at. Yeah. Depending. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the munches are nice because there's no agenda. And so you can kind of, 
talk about anything it doesn't have to necessarily talk about kink mm-hmm. you could talk about anything just knowing that if you say something that is inherently kinky or you behave in a way or you're wearing usually it's a vanilla setting so you're wearing vanilla clothes but if you're wearing like a collar or something mm-hmm. like that it's not going to be seen as like out of place yeah so you can feel a little more comfortable to get to know people that are there yeah uh if you don't have those options talking to different people in the area is really good Depending on where you are, a lot of major metropolitan areas will have some Something. sort of play space going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger cities do. I know that in rural areas, that's more of a problem. Yeah. You might have to like yeah. travel to get to one. Rural areas like North Carolina, um, Kentucky and stuff, like there's still options, but there's generally one or two options in the state. So you might have that two or three hour commute. Um, Personally, I know people that, like, make a weekend of it to go and experience. And worst case scenario, if you go to the munch before a play night and you don't necessarily vibe or you get nervous, go explore the new town. It's not a lost opportunity. There. I mean, you're already yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> well. I know so. when my boy first went to, went to his first dungeon, he was out in the Orlando area. And he didn't tell any of his roommates because he was like, oh, God, I can't tell them what I'm about to go do. So he went out, and let's be honest, a lot of dungeons kind of look like you're going to get murdered at. I don't mean that yeah. to scare people, but like mm-hmm. usually they're kind Warehouses. of warehouse looking because they have to have a big space. They have to be kind of secluded and quiet because noises happen. And not every like strip mall with like a hairdresser. Right, yeah, exactly. Subway on the other one's the dungeon. Exactly, the exactly. Yeah. So it's a bit, you know, it can be intimidating, especially if you're going by yourself oh. for a first time, even with someone you know for the first time. It's a bit like, ooh. I'm about to lose a kidney. Um, and he went and was terrified, but managed to, to go inside and, and had a fairly nice time. Although that is when he had his, his negative experience with negotiations. The um, woman who actually co-owned the space wanted to play with him, knew he was new, kind of took advantage of him not knowing how to negotiate and, mm-hmm. and, and violated him in a way that he wasn't quite ready to have experience you know he was very shy about his body she had him completely nude he was uncomfortable and didn't know that he could say no Mm -hmm. he didn't know he could say stop yeah you know and the woman who became his mentor called this other woman out on it and kind of well she got banned from the space for it but i do you know i'd rather be banned from a space that's doing naughty things like that in a bad way than you know not stand up for someone who was new yeah and thank goodness because he came back like a lot of people would be so upset from an experience like that that they wouldn't come back to the lifestyle but because somebody said no this is wrong you're allowed to say no Mm -hmm. you need you know you need more skill at this he came back and now i'm glad he's back because we've had enough for like three years now and i think one thing um a lot of times discussions like this end Mm -hmm. up talking predominantly from the s type you know you're looking for Mm -hmm. a dominant or you're looking for a top right but people who already have that top drive also come into the community mm-hmm. looking for looking for play partners. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and, and so I've... these spaces are also really good. I know that there are areas that have dominant roundtables as yep, well. We just added ours, so that was exciting. Okay. So there are similar spaces for yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. You can also look for particular events mm-hmm. if you are in an area that maybe is a little more of a desert when it comes to having spaces to play in. Uh, again. We are really fucking lucky oh, down so here. Lucky. We have so many spaces that we have. Um, but like when I went up to uh, Arkansas recently, mm-hmm. there were people coming from like four or five different states because that was the closest location. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like the whole corner area. area. <laughs> the middle, I yeah. call it. I don't know. I found out I was actually staying in Mississippi instead of... Oh. Our, <laughs> I was jumping back and forth because it was like right at the, On the oh, corner. The I, did. I didn't know that. Yeah, I 
I am not that well versed uh, well versed in uh, American geography. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not either, and I grew up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know they <laughs> were. Yeah, I guess the corners would touch. Yeah, the little like, little square oh. one, right? Arkansas's little square one. Is it? Mm. No, I thought it wasn't. We're gonna have to edit that because it was definitely <laughs> Tennessee. Oh God! No, okay. not keep it in. No, <laughs> but I we, that makes more sense. Tennessee, yeah. Arkansas. Well, I would have believed you anyways. I, I think some of the Arkansas people is. came over from Arkansas. Some of the people out. came up from Memphis. Some mm-hmm. of the people mm-hmm. like in Tennessee. Some of the people came out from. That's why we just call it the middle. Yeah, the middle. Yeah, the Midwest. The Midwest. Midwest. Uh, I think that's what it's called. The Midwest. Yeah, which is weird because it's like to the east of the U.S. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But that. So. Look for a particular event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you are interested in power exchange, mm-hmm. look to see if somewhere in your state or somewhere in your region is having a power exchange event. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a ton of different ones all across the U.S. Uh-huh. You might have to make a weekend out of it or do like a, a long day trip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But those can be a good way to get a taste of a lot of stuff yes. that's going on. They Snickle can sampler platter. They can be overwhelming because they tend to be much larger, lots of people. Yeah. But they generally have classes, so you can get in with some different topics. Yeah. Sometimes they'll have socials, cigar socials, or you know, I've gone to ones that have rope social hangouts, right, right, right. like dungeon rope. time. Yeah. So you can kind of. You, you get a wean up from, you know, classes. They're kind of relaxed and you're learning about a thing. And then you're, like, relaxed and talking to people. And then you're, you know, maybe you can play later that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also vet people that want to play with me. So, yes. That's important. Um, huge masochist. However, I almost never bottom, especially mm-hmm. not publicly. Like, it just mm-hmm. pretty much never happens. Uh, to the point where friends of mine who I've known for years and years... I mentioned something and they're like, I didn't know you were a bottom. You're like, like wow, you're like, switch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. Definitely. Like I, I'm a huge masochist. I love to bottom. I just don't do it often. Uh, I end up topping far more frequently. Right. It's particularly rope. I think a lot of people come to you for rope and it, it just kind of evolves then into yeah. a sadistic kind of rope scene a lot people of the time. People tend to, yeah. They come to me because I do a lot of, one, I'll work with a lot of bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, what's the word, snoot in some of the rope groups where it's like you have to have a certain body to bottom and rope, like a certain figure. And I will rope any gender and I will rope any body type. Um, I'm also disabled, so Mm. I know how that limitation can happen, but I also am really aware of how to work with different body Mm -hmm. limitations because of that. Right. So um, I've, like... I've suspended an amputee before, which was yeah. super fun. So you hit her in the face. It was when leg. I hit her in the face with a leg. <laughs> she was in on it. Leg. <laughs> she was in on it. The class was not. So I told a friend about uh, who she also was missing. Like she's like, that's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Gingerly let the leg down. She's still dangling there. It was great. Um, but I will vet people who come to me to play mm-hmm. because I do do. I used to do it more frequently. Now I do it less, partially because I'm just significantly more busy at events yeah mm-hmm. teaching working, and things like, like that discussed, working yeah. uh but i will vet people who want to play with me so yes. if somebody reaches out hey i'd really love to play with you at this event that's coming up i will absolutely <laughs> everyone is giving me cute eyes <laughs> <laughs> hey! yes um, as much as I love co-topping with you, I do want to wreck you one day as well. So we'll, we'll sign up for that soon. <laughs> I gotta talk to you, sir. <laughs> yes, 
I have permission. Oh, okay. Yeah. We already have permission. You have to fill out the form. Yeah. We had to... That's okay, fine. This is negotiation we have to do later. Right, 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 right. Yes. So we have not actually fully negotiated that yet. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to ask you if you wanted me to fill out the form, because we have talked about you wrecking my show. Yes, yes, you um, should. But then I get to tie you sometimes, too. It's fair. So, like, you know, it happens. I'm a rope switch. It works out fine. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I will, you know, if they come to me and they're asking, I will go and check, like, if it's somebody I know has played with people before, mm-hmm. I, depending on who those people are, I'll either ask them for reference or I'll go and say, like, hey, so-and-so would really like to do rope. Like, how, what was your experience with right. them? Um, because just as much as it is the bottom's ability to say no, that, you mm-hmm. know, it's not comfortable for them. As a top, I have a risk profile. Oh, absolutely. And I have a risk profile for what happens to me mentally and physically as well as my risk profile for my play partners. Mm -hmm. And there have been times where I've gone, you know, unfortunately it's just not going to work out for whatever reason. If they ask me, I might tell them. I also don't always... Feel I need to You're tell them. Yeah, just give a reason. No. If right. it's a no, it's a no. It's just That's a no. my opinion. No. And sometimes the no is not right now. Not right now, or I don't. I'm sorry, I don't have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that does. I know. I think people do forget often that tops have limits too. Yes. You know, They're not I'm just not kink just a dispensers. fetish. Fa- yeah, I'm not a fetish factory. I'm not a kink dispenser. Like I'm not just here to make your dreams come true. It was rep- when I first joined the community. Mm-hmm. My partner was that. Yeah. Uh, my partner was turn and burn. He would do seven or eight suspensions a night. Oh. And this was my, this was not my first, my first foray was as a professional. Right. With a particular troop. Right. Like right. our group did stuff in a different community. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to this community. Um, well, I got married. And then I got divorced, and then like grad school happened, like, and then I found this community. So there was a couple year gap in gap. my community involvement, and I got involved with a person who, when they seemed one, it was almost entirely pickup play, yeah, right. And he was going through seven or eight scenes a night between impact and suspension. Um, narcissism. Mm. That's how you. That's yeah. how you have the energy. Oh, is that the missing? Is that the missing piece? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently. Thought it was. Um, it's okay. We like you without it. Right. And yeah. so it was. That was kind of my first experience. It was like, oh yeah, no, like you, you say yes to everybody. You do the things. You do the things. And it took me a couple of years to realize that while that may be great for him, mm-hmm. that's not how I kink. Right. Yeah. And I and. It took me a while to learn that I could say no to people yeah. and not feel guilty about yeah. saying no to people. I, mean, I do delight a little bit sometimes in saying no because it's a bit of a partner. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna see what you're saying. Yeah, is like you do feel like, in a way, as a top, you're kind of like your responsibility or your obligation to help fulfill these dreams and fantasies. But really, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really not. Yeah. it's a two way street. But there is this kind of impression that that's what how it is as it should be it wasn't until later that i started vetting yeah yeah now that and um not only can you say no to the start of the scene but tops also have the ability to call a scene yeah even if the bottom's still wanting more i know um my star personally has called a few scenes with me because i'm like in that pain space and we have a mishap uh what i'm thinking of is um he was going to swing like the dragon's tail back to hit me and someone walked behind him in order to, like, catch it from, like, 
completely like just taking the dude's eye out, which I think he should have just let you're happen because they were walking through my you, space. If you're my scene, but you it was a crowded night hit. at the I'm dungeon. Sorry. Like we kind of were cattywampus in order to make room to play. So like I get it, but he so when he adjusted for that, um, the tail of it ended up actually hitting me on my foot, oh, and so foot it was no, like no, the foot's a no, hole. No. Well, it was the foot's kind of a no no. And then um, on top of it, it was like the really like quick whip of it, and just the tip hit. Do you, so it was do like, you shriek? Ooh. Are you a shrieker? Oh, I. You shrieked. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I screamed. I screamed. I, I screamed, and like I was like, no, it's fine. You just yeah, and we can keep it. He's like, he's like, nope. no, he's like, done. I'm done. We're done. No, there was a, I fucked it up. We're done. That's, yeah, that's, and exactly, like and that, I can hear him because I can. I'd be the same. No, I fucked it up. We're done. I'm not putting you exactly. anything more of that. No, no, no. And. It's totally okay for him to be the one to call the scene and be like, I don't think we should move forward. If you want to play again later on in the night, let's go we for it right now. We need it, to stop. Phenomenal. The rare bottoming that I do um, had a friend mm-hmm. was like, you're a really hard masochist. You like terrible, shitty things. And I do. Yeah. Why? Yes, I do. I have a friend who's in town visiting who really likes to do horribly shitty things. Mm. <laughs> I think you should talk. I'm listening. So we we talked. I vetted him through the, the friend. friend, the mutual friend, as well as a couple of other individuals that were at the club that I'm good yeah. friends with that I trust their opinion of. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, so like vetted him beforehand. He and I did our negotiations. It was pickup play because it was the night of. Mm-hmm. Um so one of the things we did was he dumped out his toy bag. Yeah. And I literally, it was that inclusive. I mm-hmm. went through and I oh, went, I do that, yeah. these are the toys that I want used. Yeah. Yep. No other toys. Yeah. Like, yeah. So did the whole thing. I always let my bottoms introduce themselves to my bag. Yep. Like, and let them, if they don't yeah. know, I'm like, Split here's what I have. Too. Pick through. Yep. Yeah. So did the whole thing. It was great. I was up there. I do a lot of squats. <laughs> a lot of squats. Like that booty, my, my booty is is pretty strong. Like all of I might be fat and fluffy, but my <laughs> muscles are all in my legs. Right. It's intense. I feel that. Um, yeah. So he was pummeling, which is you know he's punching, he's going along. Just break a hand. <laughs> I <laughs> broke his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was half kidding. That's hilarious. Nope. No, nope. maybe he, you should punch better. <laughs> you, he Proper was, form. He was down. He was punching. Should and have he hit. Orders. Right. He, yeah, he punched into my butt cheek. Like it was oh. in my butt cheek. It wasn't like on a bone or anything. It hurt a pop. Oh, oh no! And I turn around and instantaneously it's I watched swollen. his hand go oh, no. boom. And I'm like, I called the scene on him. You broke oh, your yeah. hand on my ass because I broke his hand. <laughs> and he's like, No, we're good. We can keep going. And you I was broke like, your hand no. on my ass. No, this no. over. No, no, no. Because he was just like gonna move on to that was like, a pride thing. Like, like one handed like swan. <laughs> Yeah, he was going to move on to, to impact toys as opposed to, and I was like, mm, nope. So sometimes we call scenes, and it's not because you've been pushed too hard. <laughs> it's because you broke the top. You, or, yeah, yeah. it but, might be because you broke the top. Yeah. Oops, point just, of pride, I broke someone's hand on my ass. That or even, I like, mean, I, 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 I brag about Is that, that like, shit. the quintessential topping from the bottom? That is definitely yeah. topping <laughs> from the bottom. I broke your hand with my ass. Like, that's definitely 100%. Yeah. You know that and like even like I've had scenes called just because like the energy in the club is off like one of us just isn't really feeling it like Like sometimes we'll try to comes on the music right and it's just like uh maybe not um or there'll be times where like we get a few hits in and it's just like you know like either like there are people here that like 
I don't know, just I'm not in the right headspace, or like I can't it's like just anything like anything else. You can lose your mood for it. You can. You can lose your appetite, and that's okay. You can and it might not be. Yeah, it might just be. Time. It just you get on the equipment, or you get on to where you, and you're just not yeah. feeling it. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. So, so I, but let's talk real quick about um, red flags. Some mm. red flags to look out for for negotiating either online, in person, kind of. Uh, okay, then what do you what do you some of your big like? Oh, no, please oh, don't. Um, so, like, a lot of my red flags, especially when, like, it's someone new approaching me, um, I I have a lot of people approach me on FetLife, either wanting to be my dom or wanting to play or they've seen that I'm going to be at this event and they want to try to set something up. Um, and Didn't reach profile, then, did they? Red flag number one, uh, because my profile clearly states I am not looking for any more partners, I do not do pick-up play, mm-hmm. Um Etc. Um, another one is the people that come in and right off the bat are acting like they're your partner. Whether it's from the D side or the S side, if they oh, come in the and grubby write up, ones, the grubby oh. worms online. Yeah, and so like I've had people like I hello, am your daddy. Call hello, me. Like, hello, slut. I see you're in service. This man, not any longer. You're mine now. Da 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 da. <laughs> oh, I've had I've had a great array of my these favorite, conversations. My favorite is. I bet I can make a sub out of you. I bet I can have you make me a sandwich. Like, right? <laughs> um, yeah, like, oh, no. And so, like, things things. like that. Um, another one is, uh, like, so, like, immediately, like, acting like they're your partner, give, immediately giving rules. Which is just comes down to not respecting you. Yeah, That's what that comes course. down to. It's just um, not respecting you, your boundaries, or your preferences. That's yeah. what that comes down to. That or, um, personally, a personal red flag. It's not one that a lot of people necessarily well, agree with, personal, but a personal, yeah, personal red flag for me is people who label themselves as trainers. Um, so, my thing with training is I believe in mentoring. I yeah. believe you can mentor someone. I believe training specifically comes down to a relationship. Okay. I don't believe personally that someone can train you for another dynamic because I have been with three separate D-types who all identify as the same thing. Sadists, um, degraders, and um, like super 24-7. High protocol. High protocol. And they did not want the same thing at all. No, we don't. Let me tell you, like, I'll try to be like, oh, you're 24-7 high protocol. Awesome. Let me do these service things. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it differs. And so you have to relearn each dynamic. And so for me, I don't think in training, like, I believe it's fine-tuning what you already know to fit the dynamic. Puppy trainer is the exception. Yeah, yeah, puppy puppy trainer trainer is the exception. And I will say that I have met people who... Where it's kind of a cross between mentorship and training. Yeah. Where they want to learn aspects of being an S-type yeah. or something like that. And so, like, online are like, I will train you to be the slave. Yeah, and so, like, I, kind of like, trainer you can be trained in job. certain things. Like, you can be trained how to use a flogger. You can be trained... How to make fucking tea. How to make you know tea. I mean? like, different like, things like that. Um, skill and, building, you know. But yeah. there are people online who will be like, no, I am going to train you. This will be the end-all, be-all. Or the people one who, true way. <laughs> yes. Oh, one true wears. Um, And for mm, me, enough. like... And this works for a lot of people. For me, the whole, like, I'm going to ship you off for someone else to train you how to serve me doesn't work. And you see a lot, like, I mean, there are events designed around this theory where you send your submissive in. Like training they're, trained program? Pro, they're trained in a program and they come back ready to serve you. 
but it's never going to be the end all be all. Um, it works great for some people. It's the it's the appeal that some it's people more of the want. Fetish thing, though, it is a fetish really, thing. I think it must be the fetish but, part of it, not really the the dynamic yeah. relationship. Yeah. It must be the fetish. part. It's the fetishized part yeah. for sure. There are some there are some very popular um, erotica books. Like, yes, that have that kind of theme to them, where okay. the yeah. submissives are sent out. I mean, if you think um, Story of O, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. or Sleeping Beauty, like six months or, or a year in the house, and you're learning to do these things, yeah, yeah. and then that. you'll be even ready. the Marketplace yeah. series is, you know, that, but it's, you know, even Laura Anthony will say, like, it's a it's fantasy. fantasy, it's the fantasy. fantasy of it, yeah. yeah. Um, there are people who are down for sure. For that. It doesn't That's work not... for me, and for and me I personally, see it's a fetish type way. Yeah, I couldn't see. I couldn't imagine somebody else knows me better than me to train my slave how to serve Certainly. me. You know, to me, that yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. But I can see where the erotic or the fantasy part of it, like like a boarding school mm-hmm. kind of, or yeah. like a brothel. And like, don't get me wrong, like, when I was exploring erotica, and... like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Right, but, but in the reality... fantasy, yeah. yeah but in the, the reality thing. of it, it's like, how am I supposed to go there, learn all of this stuff the way this person wants it, to come back and not be able to use any of it because it's not what you wanted. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I have a big screenshot on my blog post. I have a Red Flags post. And one of them is a screenshot of this guy advertising online that I'm a trainer. All unknown submissives need to message me now. And so I reached out. I was like, hey. So I was like, I just wondering what was qualifies you to train? And he goes, you're not a sub, are you? I was like, no, I'm just trying to see, like, if you would be a good match. Right. And it was like. I have an inbox full of willing slaves. He's like, I don't have time for your like defiant ass. I was like, so how is it defiant? I was like, you're saying you're a trainer. I was like, what qualifies you to yeah. a predator? What qualifies you predatory. to train? Yeah, exactly. And he was always going around. He goes, Well, are you going to listen? I was like, to your answer. I'm trying to ask you a question. Yeah. And yeah. so like no. things if like you that. Avoid my questions, that's a big no, thing. No, 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 no. You're a predator. You're just a nasty predator. Yeah. And I hope you get caught. Right. <laughs> Yeah. The thing is, so many people do feed into it because they think that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this D-type coming out of the woodworks. I will teach you everything. You shall be yeah, this great Part of slave. that is to blame for literature and the, the you know, the poor part of it. Yeah. And, you know, it, but that's why it's important to go things like munches, where mm-hmm. it's casual events or focus groups and things like that, where you can talk to the other human beings in a human being setting and, yeah. and, and really figure out, I don't... I don't need to do this to mm-hmm. do the things I want to do, you know. Or this is something yeah. I should do to be able to do the things I want to do. Um, for me, some red flags are when I'm vetting. If I'm vetting people, it's uh, if I talk to previous play partners or people who have been involved in like groups that these individuals have attended, mm-hmm. and there is sketchy, conflicting behavior mm-hmm. um, between. Like, the person and other individuals. Yeah. Uh, there's enough drama in my life. I don't need to add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when it comes to comes to negotiating, I do, even with my pickup play, I do a pretty extensive, like, I talk to you about, you know, health issues, men- yeah. like, physical health and mental health mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. situations. Um, I also want to know things like, did you eat today? Yeah. Which sounds so silly, nope. but... Baby girl passed out in a bondage scene. She didn't eat. And she went down like a ton of fucking bricks. Right. That or even like, have you like 
have you eaten anything red today? If you threw up when I invert you and it's bright red, are you bleeding internally or did you just have Kool-Aid with lunch? Valid question. Yeah. Um, so I will go into those things and depending on what type of play, there might be something that's a red flag for yeah. me. Um, if it, the health situation could be really conflicting. Right. Um, if you're not prepared to handle yeah. it, I I would always err on a side of caution. If someone has a health condition I know nothing about, I will probably decline more for my liability mm-hmm. than their safety. Like, sure, maybe they know that it's fine for them, but I don't know, and I'm not comfortable with it. And yeah. that comes to my limit then. And if there's a... For me, mental health is not a... like. Nope. Not an automatic Sorry. no. Um, yeah. Not an automatic But no. if you do have something, I need to know, how to, one, what, happens. what is it? Mm-hmm. Two, how do I help you through it? Because right. yeah. if we hit do a trigger... Do you have medication you need or right. something? Yeah. Um, is there somebody I need to call? Like, what can I do to help you through that? Um, I've had situations where people didn't tell me because... Or other people I know, they their partner didn't tell them that they had a mm-hmm. situation... And then something happened and they were completely caught off guard. And that is, that's violating the top because they have a right to know those things mm-hmm. and to be prepared yeah. for those things. Yeah. yeah. That, even the top could have a trigger for that specific thing happening. Like you're then not only, if you're having a now not great time, you're also causing them to have their own separate issue apart from whatever has happened during the scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I am negotiating to top or to bottom to someone, I need to negotiate very inclusively. Like, what are we doing? What's the plan? You know, what's your goal here? What do you want right. to get out of this? That's what I want to know. You know, some people are like, oh, but that ruins that ruins the sexiness if you know all the things that are happening. I'm like, fuck no, it doesn't. No, nope, it doesn't. Well, guess what? It's not happening at all. If I don't know, so yeah. right. <laughs> um, and so if the D-type doesn't want to talk about the toys that they're going to be playing with me. Um, that's a thing yeah. that's, nope, sorry, I can't. Nope. I appreciate your time in negotiating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on. Right. Um, somebody who just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. I tend to really go into mm-hmm. negotiation sure. with them because it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a creeper or something yeah. like that. I have no reference. Yeah. I have no reference. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, I also, because of my dynamic, I check with mm-hmm. my guys before I do any play. That's what's nice of, is you can also kind of lean on them, that mm-hmm. if that person's being pushy, they can also get in there. Not that you can't handle yourself, but it's nice to know you have backup. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about oh, that later. Oh, it has okay. nothing to do with this, but you'll uh, die. Uh, I love it. Um, so kind of going off that point almost what about for those people who are new to the community who don't have anyone to vet them for their first time playing? Because we all start that way somehow. What are some things that like you guys go about doing if, let's say, a new bottom approaches you that you can't vet or a new top approaches you that you can't vet? If you vet? had a dungeon, a great way to do that is go through a DM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because DMs are usually pretty well known in the local community. Yeah. Um, if you're new and you want to know, play with somebody, I'm not averse to going like, hey, what do you know about this person? Mm-hmm. Or if you're if you're on the bottom side looking for the top, or if you're the new person, I will go through the DM first because they're going to know most of the people there. If you're playing with a new person, regardless of how long you've been in the community, yeah. don't do it privately the first time. No. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Even, like, even if you're familiar with the human, nope. p- go to a play party, go to a play space... That you can do it. That that's yeah. a huge thing, and 
I will tell anyone who's new, don't start with playing privately. No. Yeah, no. That's a terrible idea. Right. Um, I think it sets a bad precedence. It doesn't necessarily... It's not necessarily guaranteed that something bad is going to happen, but I think it sets a poor precedence. Also, you have if you're playing privately, you don't have anyone else to kind of help. Yeah. If you need help, even just so much as, like, what if you're that person doesn't provide any aftercare and that's what you need? Yep. You know... It's better to have more people around you. Before or you hit headspace and you've never hit headspace before, and now you have to like figure out how to get to your own house. Like, yeah, right, how do I get home? How do I get out of yeah. here? Yeah, no, definitely yeah. public public yeah. play is the way to go for the very first time. I think. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. Like one of my things is like pulling, even like if you're especially at a public place, pulling a DM to wa- specifically watch your scene. Yeah, there have been times where. Um, I've been DMing, DMing and had people come up and be like, hey, I'm doing play with this person. We haven't played before. Can you just keep an eye on things? Um, or I have a... And that's what they're there for. Yeah. That's what they're there for. I talk to DMs generally before every scene and be like, hey, I have I'm to warn do them before I fly. Right. Well, I mean, that's why I have to talk to them. Like, I'm going to kick the shit out of somebody when while I, they're well, upside also down. Also, when but... I first started playing at the Phoenix, I use open flame when I do wax. I don't use the wax balls. I use mm-hmm. open flame candles. So I always always yeah. like, hey, I'm going to light this candle. Don't be panicky because they don't want, you know, yeah. they like to be aware of it, which is fine. Yeah. But now, like, now that I've been going, they don't even care. Now, because I've been going there so long, they don't, they don't care. There tends to be a lot of rough housing and, like, primal play with some of my play partners yeah right um my one play partner who comes down uh from one of the carolinas who's in my in my <laughs> pack with my geography is not our strong point yeah. so from elsewhere i think the northern carolina uh he's a member of my cousin's pack mm-hmm. and when the two of us go at it we will like fly across the floor yeah, right, right <laughs> so right. i generally will have to like, like hey, yeah. the way they can designate, they, they keep you on the mats a little bit. They kind of corral yeah. a more, or at least scene. kind of close to the hard point we started at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but yeah, definitely use your resources. They're there for a reason. And I will say, so my very first public scene was actually done with a DM. So mm-hmm. some okay. locations, their DMs, there's like a balance. Like their DMs, they're monitoring everything, but mm-hmm. they can also do demos yeah. and scenes so my very first suspension was actually done by a dm at a local club okay yeah um so you know it's not a guarantee however it's worth asking you know, yeah it's worth asking right and that person the the organization has vetted that person right you can kind of talk to the owner and other people of the group like those are people dms are not just like randos yeah randoms who walk in they're generally people who have been and dm we're not talking about um, Dungeon Master as although, in, like, although, D&D, <laughs> though sometimes Dungeon that is monitor, the same thing. Monitor, Dungeon Monitor, is Dungeon that Monitor. Um, they're there for the safety to, to the same. keep oh. an eye on the space. Uh, slightly different. Uh, but uh, those people can help you. Yeah. They can also help you with your negotiations yes. a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things I know a lot of, um, at least a lot of the dungeons down here have started doing is in addition to their like play boards, if, like, it's kind of like the looking for ads that oh, Craigslist yeah, used that. to have. Yeah. Where like, you're like, hey, I really want to try spanking tonight. And if someone, I'm wearing a black garter belt with heels. Oh, you'll be easy to if, find. Right. <laughs> and if someone um, decides that they want to play, it opens up that conversation that you're looking. But a lot of um, dungeons, in addition to that, have started creating their own yes, no, maybe negotiation checklist okay. that you can fill out and sit down with the person you're going to play with okay. and read off the sheet. 
Um, nice. And so, like, I know one of our local dungeons that has a brief yes, no, maybe, basically around the things that generally happen. So a lot of it's based around impact play, wax play, sensory Because right, it also depends on what's allowed at the venue. Yeah. Because right um, I, I get a lot of people that when yeah. they come to me, they want something. And I'm like, I, we cannot do that here. Yeah. Um, and then you flip it over and there's actually like an anatomical grid where you can mark what areas are okay to touch. Okay. So I want my back played with, I want my butt played with. And then don't touch my face, don't touch my feet, okay. or don't touch like my chest area. And so it opens those doors to have more of an idea of, oh, I can tell them I don't want them to touch me there. Right. I can tell them I hate my feet being touched. Right. Things like that. I think the important thing to think about with those kind of things, as well as like negotiations that we send out beforehand, mm-hmm. if you have a worksheet like Madame Hexa, um, those are starting points. Yes. Oh, yeah. They it's are the conversation so, starter. It's a conversation starter. It's not the end-all, be-all. I will so, yeah. even play with you if you haven't filled it out because you didn't take the time to do that. So, yeah, right. Know, but that's, the, that's, but that's literally still just the tip a, of the iceberg, yeah. That's oh, it. yeah. I will say uh, my family's negotiation is like 23 or 25 pages long. It's yeah. very extensive. Can I say that that turns me on so fucking much? <laughs> Yeah, my prelim is only about seven or eight pages, but that's why it's called a preliminary. But yeah. I like it, though, because it does... It's strokes. It's fun, well, because yeah. it does show that kind of devotion, because that, like, to actually sit there you and think sit about there and an answer, things, yeah. it took me about probably four or five hours altogether to fill it all out and be like... And you, to be honest, you probably thought about it more than most people did, <laughs> which is good, which is good. That's a good thing, yeah? But, you know, it... But- even oh, yeah. regardless, seven pages, 23 pages, like, there's still conversation that happens after that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not the, like, no. hey, I filled out the sheet. Here's my sheet. Okay, let's go play. Oh, yeah. And if somebody, that for me would be a red flag. If they were oh, like, yeah. okay, here's my sheet, and they didn't want to discuss, they just oh. thought straight to play, like, that would be a red flag. I really want I want to know. Because now I'm going to pick from these things what I actually want to do because right. I am the top. I have to do the things. Like the toenails. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I, I have to pick these things yeah. as well, you know, because just because you marked that you're really into eating ass, that doesn't mean we're going to do a scene where you're eating ass. Like, it's not really just because it's an on the sheet. Sorry, I just have my thought because you're, you're, uh, your huh. sheet is from the bottoming standpoint. So yeah. eating ass, they would be the one having their ass eaten probably. And you're like, I don't want to eat your ass. Depends. <laughs> well, that was like body worship is a scene mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. body worship gotcha. is that kind of all-encompassing yeah. kind of yeah. mouth to what are they? Yeah. such a weird term uh, tongues you don't like tongues <laughs> I know, like, what are you talking yeah. about you don't like tongues I can lick I don't want to be licked you don't want to be licked okay good to know <laughs> when we're doing cam scenes you like dry your tongue before you lick her like she like no. it down I, I like swallow really hard so there's nothing in my mouth mm. and then I lick and instantly wipe right. with my hands oh, so they're like right. it's yeah. off such a caring partner. Well, because we've negotiated, she doesn't like, like the being squishes. Lit. She doesn't like being lit. Like, there's no... She doesn't like the wet and squishy bits. So yeah, while we're yeah. camming, I do my best to avoid doing the wet and squishy bits while stu- still doing the bits. That's yeah. Fine. I think we should touch on one more thing for the evening goes. I think we should talk a little bit about CNC. Yeah. Since we've been... Now, CNC is consensual non-consent. Yep. So... It comes from, in many different it forms. It comes in many different flavors, many different forms. So... As we discussed before, I am one half of a master-slave dynamic. Currently, my boy and I have a full-time CNC relationship, mm-hmm. which boils down to I can do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want, however the fuck I want, to him. Mm-hmm. Now, but even so, we have limitations built in that. So it sounds like, oh, it's very, like, it's in the fantasy sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very sexy. I can do anything I want to him. I can throw him around. I can make him crawl. Sure, I can do those things. 
but he has a vanilla day job that mm-hmm. is a sensitive profession. So, you know, I can't have him crawling around a grocery store on hands and knees, butt naked. We'd be arrested. Um, One, know, that's illegal in Florida. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's his, Florida, so it would be If his genitals and his butthole's covered, then it's fine because he's got male privilege. But then he's not privilege. naked. Not totally. Now, if you put a butt plug in, that counts. Because your butthole's covered. Uh, it's the butt crack. Yeah, if it's covered, it's fine. It's a one-inch strip of fabric in the crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless. Regardless. It's still Re- not a good idea. Regardless, the, the point is, we we started where CNC was only in placing. So mm-hmm. during placing, so we worked up from where we would negotiate every placing to where we had a list of implied consent, which meant I could do any of those things at any time during a placing, and then additional things that weren't on the list, those were the only things I would bring up to them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you want to try XYZ this time? And it evolved to uh, full CNC. We're in a placing. It doesn't matter what kind of play we're going to do. I can do it if I like it. But I keep in mind his hard limits. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that varies from dynamic to dynamic. He's got a couple hard limits that I allow him to have. Mm-hmm. And so those hard limits are off limits regardless yep. of CNC or not. And just, just recently for this year's negotiation, so last, last July, we moved to CNC full time. So, you know, like if we're not in a scene, but we're like at home, we're out somewhere in a kink-friendly environment, could do... Humiliate him. I can embarrass him. I can use him as furniture. Make him I can spank ask him someone. Make- <laughs> Which definitely falls under embarrassment for sure. For sure, my emergency top. <laughs> um, but that's not how everybody rolls. No. Have you, who have you guys had experience at CNC? Um, so for me, CNC was a lot for a really long time. Like mm-hmm. even just like thinking about it was a hard limit. Mm-hmm. Um, but. What my thing is, is when I don't like something, I will research it even more to try to figure out why I'm so uncomfortable with it. Um, And I found that there are actually types of CNC that I don't mind. I don't mind, like, CNC um, in the form of, like, interrogation play. Okay. Um, Or I don't necessarily mind the idea of, like, a kidnapping play. Um, But there are other ones where, like, play while I'm sleeping is still a hard limit. Okay. And so things like that um, and learning... Kind of the different areas of it. And knowing that you don't go immediately into a CNC dynamic. No. Or generally speaking, you don't. For me, that's a red flag. Not, if you meet someone, you're like, oh, CNC dynamic, let's go. It's not well advised. No. I do not, I do not endorse so you, that. So when you're talking about CNC, you're talking about types of play that under normal circumstances, circumstances may not. not allow for consent. Like if, you're, if a band drives up and grabs you, you're not consenting because maybe you didn't know yep. about it. But knowing that it's a scene, it's allowing to happen, you know, versus like sleeping. Again, you can't really consent when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So it is a form of consensual non-consent, but you're, you know, versus a kind of like a all-encompassing permission button. Yeah. Which is how I utilize CNC. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, I mean, there are so many different definitions. I mean, there are people I know who break CNC down to if they're forced to do a chore that they don't enjoy, they'll consider it CNC. Um, if like there's a certain chore um, that triggers them, but they allow their partner to make them do that chore for them, in their mind that still has that kind of psychological block over sure. it being non-consensual sure. in a general standpoint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the all-encompassing, that's my goal to get there at some point because I do in eventually scenes, want to be a... In play scenes or like, full, like just... As an example, full-time CNC. Um, for me, because I do aspire to be a 24-7 live-in slave, right, I, right. eventually I do like the idea of 24-7 CNC because I know going into it that when I get to that point, 
it's going to be non-Russian. It's going to be with a partner who, by that time, knows well and good what all of my hard limits are. I trust them that if they think I can handle it being pushed, they'll push it. But they'll leave alone the things that are absolutely. So I have um, soft limits, hard limits, and then I have non-negotiable limits, which are past hard limit. They will never change. Those involve playing with minors, bestiality, things like that, that will never change my Mm -hmm. stance on them. And so those would be like the limits that are still kept during that CNC because that's an implied limit. Yeah, it's an implied limit and it's a relationship ender. Right. So Um, I have had CNC relationships. Um, They were not ones I jumped into right off the bat. Uh, For me, a red limit, even even in CNC, is uh, being able to use a safe word. Mm-hmm. Like a final emergency, like an emergency break. Yeah. Right? Like right. not just red, but like mayday. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, like serious situation. Mm-hmm. That, that is a limit for me when I have done um, CNC. The partner that I had, who I had a CNC relationship with, was we had been playing for quite a while. We didn't, we lived quite a ways away. We were at LDR. And it wasn't a, like a full-blown relationship. Mm-hmm. It was, we got together, we played, we had amazing energy. We were really, really good friends. Mm-hmm. But we weren't dating or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, we did not have a DS dynamic. But play we, partners. we yeah. were play partners. Um, we had done, like, over the course of a year and a half, regular negotiations for play. You know, we had, leading up to the decision to kind of stop negotiating every time mm-hmm. we play, sure. was... A, a multi-day weekend conversation that we had together where we talked about limits and how we wanted to handle things and things yeah. like that. And we got to a point in our play where we both felt comfortable with our energy and what we did and where we were in our play dynamic to say, we're going to stop negotiating. Mm-hmm. We we know where each other's limits are. We will check in like, if because I have health conditions, sure, yeah. health yeah. conditions, yeah. like so, you know, I will communicate if I have dislocated a joint recently or something like that. Out of just like, Could hey, by the way, I dislocated a rib this week, which for most people is horrid. <laughs> for me, is horrid, but I'm used to it. Right. Yeah. Um. So we had that kind of things, but the way we did our CNC was that within the bounds of all the stuff we negotiated. We could do whatever the fuck we wanted, mm-hmm. whenever the fuck we wanted, mm-hmm. um, and we held a personal responsibility yes. clause on that, which is we're we made an agreement where we talked about all the things. He knew my very hard limits. Right. We can play everything and anything under the sun around those. If at any point I am not comfortable, or he is not comfortable with what's going on. Mm-hmm. It is our responsibility to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Right. If something goes down and, you know, we have for sex or something like that and it's not okay, mm-hmm. we have to communicate with each other. Yeah. Even if it's like after the fact, we have to stop and say, hey, that thing went wrong. Yeah. Something went wrong. Right. Because there was also the understanding that. Sometimes I go nonverbal. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had like, what do we do if I go nonverbal? And mm-hmm. if we have a, if we have play and I go nonverbal and I can't tell you what's wrong, am I and it was am I comfortable with taking the responsibility on that? Yeah. That like yeah. I 
I agreed to do this play. Mm -hmm. Do I also agree to take the consequences of having this kind of play? And I think that's really important. I feel like that's something that's oftentimes missed when it comes to CNC. Um, because you don't really think about, well, what happens if we get to the point where I actually have an issue with what's happening? And for me, it I have had scenes. So I had a scene, we did a class. I don't even remember what the point of the class was. Mm-hmm. But we had made these glitter, well, confetti-filled eggs. Like <laughs> That sounds... Terrifying. It was awesome. So they were like like chicken eggs. Right, okay. That, that had been... Bowl I have a friend flour. who makes custom... She pops it and like drains them and then fills them with confetti and like seals the little pinhole. Do, do you like smash them on something? Right. Okay. So then you can... The thought is you can throw them and they explode. Okay. Except awesome. for we're a bunch of kinky motherfuckers and so... You didn't make that insertable, did you? We did not make oh. it insertable. That's oh, a okay. terrible idea. That's what I thought. I was like, No. Wait. No, Ooh, we did not... Get, no, no. I know how my vagina works. Thank you. Right. Just um, and my asshole. Uh, no, we instead, we left the classroom out in, and went into the field and all of the people in class got to smash the eggs on me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even teaching this class. I'm not sure how I ended up in this. Other than the fact I'm a masochist and there was glitter involved. You were probably like, yeah. let's go. You're like glitter. Oh, I was all about it. So, you know, I, at the time, I had a no blood. That was before I realized how fucking hot blood was. <laughs> but and hey, like, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. I also used to hate piss play, but bitch, I'll fly yellow every day now. Right? <laughs> um, so we we went out to the field. People were smashing the eggs on me. They were popping. All confetti over. was going everywhere. I was a happy girl. And you were feeling these, like, pops of the eggs. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, two of the, the two presenters, instead of just popping their egg on me, um, yeah. they popped and twisted mm. oh yeah fyi eggshells are, are sharp as fuck we'll cut like fucking glass oh yeah it's like and a paper so clutch. i had no idea but i had blood running down my back and at the time that was a hard limit right mm-hmm. right marks like mm-hmm. cuts and marks and blood were both a hard limit for me so looking back i could someone violated my consent there was right. yeah however that is one of those shit happens moments. Mm-hmm. Yep. None of us thought about that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, eggshells are really fucking sharp. So personally, for me, I take the responsibility. We did something that we didn't realize. I'm not going to be mad at those other people. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a very minor situation. When it comes to doing rape play, mm-hmm. forced sex play. You are coming up to like really fucking gnarly, and those are the things. And it's going to be personal. Yeah, it's going to be personal. If you have personal trauma, it's going to affect you differently. Yeah, and that's how a yeah. lot of people when they think CNC, they're not necessarily thinking about like with you no. and your boy, where yeah, they're, they're, you can toss him around wherever you want. No, they're also they're thinking, they're thinking rape, gangbang, kidnapping, like those, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and when you're doing that kind of play, that's a whole nother level of that's a whole risk that yes. you're taking, mm-hmm. and so. For me personally, because I do enjoy those kinds of play, right? It's a type of play I have to be very prepared for, and I am also consciously taking the risk. Yes, that yeah. I am. A, it might fuck you up a little. I, yeah, this might go. The it sounds great in my head. It might go horribly so sideways. Exactly, yeah. uh-huh. Do I have the tools and support necessary to handle that? If something goes terrible, and I think in that case, when you're doing when you're doing a CNC thing that is more kind of in a forced mechanism like that, I think personally it's very important to have a way out. Yes, 
I, you know, and I know that some people may feel that that takes kind of the charm out of CNC. I yeah. personally don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if I'm in a building, I need to know where the fire exit is. Well, yeah. in case it gets the fucking fire. Like, I just not I don't know a lot of S types who throw the, like, the safe word around, even if we are, like, CNC yeah. oriented or no, because, very safe because, oriented. Like, yeah. if we're using the S, like, the S, if we're using the S word, we're right. using the safe word. It's a big deal. It's a, it it's a big, big fucking deal. deal. Like, yeah. that is... Most I'm, S-types don't want to give up. Most no, S-types, they, don't, they dis- don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to disappoint, disappoint, my, want to disappoint I don't you. want to disappoint my sir or alpha. Even though, they, even though we know that ultimately they'll be more disappointed if we don't tell them when something goes wrong, we That's still have that mental block. Yeah, yeah, no. I know. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I don't know, but I'm like on paper, for example, he has no safe word on yes. paper. But there is a clause built into a contract that if he uses like my legal name, mm-hmm. he's not allowed to use my name normally. If he uses my legal name, something is fucking wrong. He's about to die. There's literally something traumatically wrong with him. And that's his version of a safe word. Yeah. Does he have, is he going to call pineapple? No. Can in the middle of a scene that's not death defying? Can he? No. Technically no. But that's something I choose to have built in. Yeah. Because like, I feel like I'm a decent human being. And yeah. <laughs> and I, I, no, I can't. I think of it as like, an emergency break. It's yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. It's not a safe word to end a scene. It is an emergency break. Yeah. You are throwing that. Yeah. Like it is a parachute situation. Yeah, yeah, you were exactly. throwing it. It is your main it is, it, It's life or death. It could be life or death. Yeah. yeah. You know, it could be or, or traumatizing versus not. You know, yeah. It's definitely, definitely a high octane. Lots thing. of us want to hurt you. We do not want to harm, harm you. Exactly. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, but no, like in the forms of negotiating CNC, I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, you can't negotiate CNC. That takes the fun out of it. I was like, that's what makes the consensual, <laughs> right? That's what makes the consensual, consensual. part consensual. of consensual non-consent. Yes, the first letter, consensual. And so, like, one of the things that, um, so, <laughs> funnily enough, even though I wasn't into CNC and still, like, and not quite there yet, um, all of my previous D-types have been super into CNC. But it's given me a chance to learn more about it. Initially, gotcha. I thought it was only forced sex play. That's what it meant. Then, I, digging deeper, because I felt so uncomfortable with it, and, like, how can these people I love be into something that's just, like, so cringy to me because right. of my past trauma? Right. And I was like, oh, there's a whole world for this. Yep. But... It also gave me Many time. Of it. Yeah, and it also gave me time though to talk to them and figure out how they go about it mm-hmm. and how they make it a safer scene. It can't be safe, but you can take some of the risk mitigation. Yeah, is what yeah. I mitigation. Yeah. Um, and so it's not elimination, just mitigation. Yeah, and so like one of the partners, he had, if he had an S type, he was so worried that because she knew it was coming, she wouldn't enjoy it. So what they did was they gave it. A week or a two week or a month span. Give you time when it could happen. It's coming. So sometime in the month of June, which is two or three months away, we are doing this thing. And as we near June, I might drop some hints like, you know, our our fun months coming up or something like that. And then she knows that no matter what, sometime in this month, she might not know where, she might not know when, but sometime in this month, this is going to happen. It also gives that fallback for when that thing happens and you're getting snatched with a bag over your head into the back of a van that... Hopefully that is the plan it, and yeah. that was not some rando kidnapping yes. you. But, but yes. if it's in that time span in this yeah. week, you know what's coming. Right. It You still have that like initial adrenaline rush, but... Um, there's you, a safety, a safety feature, feature in the back. In the back of your mind, there's a... Yeah. There's a I will there. also say with those type of things, um, 
particularly if you are interested in CNC that goes the more sexual kidnapping mm-hmm. kind of route. Oh, know what where you're abducting them. Like <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Also have a neutral third party involved. Yes. 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 Because in the negotiations, yes. in the planning, because, because that way it can spotter, go very wrong. As a spotter, if something goes wrong or someone has a different interpretation of something, you have a third party who is witness to the negotiation. Yeah. yeah. That's critical. The dangerous thing is technically what we're you doing in a lot to. of places you cannot consent to. It no. is yeah. illegal. Yeah. So that forced sex scene that was really, really hot. Two months down could the line, turn into a rape situation, right? Legally, illegally. Yeah. Yeah. So, while no having a third party is not going to guarantee it won't go badly, yeah. it can ha- it can be that third party who it's a buffer. It's a, it's a buffer. Yeah. cover your ass. Cover your ass. Yeah. Um. You know what we do is sexy and kinky and probably illegal in where you live if you're in the U.S. Yes. Because like, and knowing your laws definitely helps. Um. And knowing the people you're doing with it definitely helps. Um, I know two people who have had their lives turned upside down because either they were given misinformation or they had someone who had the scene. It was really hot, but they were having some rough feelings. They tried talking about the feelings and working it out. Um, the person they had done it with ended up kind of secluding themselves and then came back with pressing legal charges against them and so yeah. it's a risk it's a very very risky play yeah um that needs so to much know. negotiation and that right. has to go into it and so well that was dark let's here i have a fun, on a high note so, shall we? i have a fun one okay so okay. something i now have to negotiate I'm ready. um besides licking besides licking is my giggles. giggles i have to negotiate my giggles because i have had d types get so upset that i laugh when they hurt me that now I, I work like it into my negotiation. As, as a sadist, I expect you to. If I if I'm dealing with a masochist, like a true heavy masochist, I expect you to giggle because and this is because that means I'm just starting to tickle what you like. <laughs> also, you're a kitten. I'm a brat, and he's we're nervous naturally. <laughs> we're naturally going to be pain in the asses. Like right. it's just who we are. And, I'm, and I'm so used to having bottoms that just giggle. Like yeah. he, he can literally be tears streaming on his face. Oh, I will laughing. giggle, cry. I will giggle, and that's cry my favorite. I love like the Joker smile <laughs> with the laughter and the tears coming down. I've had and that scene. Like, I love that shit. I eat that shit it's up. Great. So I don't mind if you laugh. I'll giggle with you. We're gonna have but a alerting, great time. Alerting them to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it might be. Oh, you're laughing at me. Well, I am now. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big things is, oh, you're laughing and I don't feel it, so now I have to hit you harder. Because obviously it doesn't hurt. Which which is kind of goal. Right? Like, I mean, okay, yeah, I'm going to. Sorry. Yeah. You more run the risk of someone being like, why don't I play if you're not going to be screaming at me? Like, yeah, and like there are people well, who fine, prefer maybe we shouldn't tears. Play. Like, I, I might have an ex-stomach who was like, if you're just going to laugh all the time, I don't understand why we do this. Like, because that's... That's, now, I've so, had times where I've had to tell him to get his shit together. <laughs> like, if we're, I've seen at home where he's just anxious and laughing or whatever. Like, what, especially if it's, like, CBT or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's giggling because he's in a panic. <laughs> I've had to, like, grab him by the collarbone and, like, get your shit together or we're done. <laughs> and then it's, like, a struggle to kind of rein it in. Yeah. Then you have to, like, hook up. Yeah, you uh-huh. know, I was trying to get his shit together and things but like yeah, that. No. But, you know. So, that's a, like, fun negotiation thing that I never thought of until I had a DJ. But it was like, I actually really don't like that you laugh when I hit you. I no. was like, well, then we oh. shouldn't play. Well, it's one of the two healthy responses to pain. You either cry or you laugh. Right. So, 50-50 shot there. So, let's recap. 
Communication and negotiation is ongoing. Have yes. a good starting point. Use your references. Use people well known in the community. Use the DMs. Use uh, munches and things like that to introduce yourself to people. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say no, yes. whether you're top or you're bottom yes. at any point in the process. Any yes. point even if process. it's right before you started that, or middle, exactly. you can still say no. Consent yes. can be withdrawn at any, any point. time. That's the whole point about it. Uh, don't rush into things, the heavy mm-hmm. shit. Like, don't do it. I know it sounds sexy and it's wild and it's great fun. And it is all those things, but you cannot rush into these Gotta things. Gotta work up to it. You know what I mean? Work into it. Enjoy the process. Yeah. Enjoy the journey of, of exploring these different... Whether it's CNC, whether it's the darker play stuff, whether it's just getting your feet tickled. <laughs> you know, it, have fun. Yeah. Be yeah. as safe as possible. And don't ever stop talking to one another because that's that's when you get into trouble is when mm-hmm. you stop talking, I think. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So. And remember, trouble, trouble comes, comes in threes. threes. And get fucked. Cheers. <laughs> yeah.